Hey everybody, welcome to the third episode of the Life His Way podcast. By now, I hope we know each other. I'm Charlie Craig and I am excited about this episode. Last week, we talked about what it means to live life based out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Today, I'm going to talk about and teach about what it means to live life based out of the tree of life. So, I'm excited that you're here with us. So let's jump into our content for today. So here's a really cool concept that I want to expound upon today, that when we shift our focus and shift our perspective from following rules to actually following Jesus, that changes everything. That's, that is exactly what it means to have friendship with Jesus. And that's when we can experience all of the benefits that Jesus intended for us to experience when we have salvation and right relationship with God through him. So what are those benefits that we experience when we have friendship and relationship with Jesus? Number one, we experience salvation. Like our eternity is secured in heaven. Like that's the most important thing. Secondly, we we realize that we are never alone. Even when we're by ourselves, even when we're going through a tough season in life, we realize that we are never alone, that God is always with us. On a personal level, God is with me. And because he's omnipresent, God is also with you. Number three, we are spiritually protected. That's a benefit of following Jesus, that we have spiritual protection, that we don't have to be deceived by the lies of the enemy, that the weapons that the enemy throws our way and that he forms against us, because we have relationship with Jesus, we understand that those weapons will not prosper. Number four, we have God's power available to us, working for us and working in us and through us. So today, this is what I want to do. We're going to mainly be talking about life out of the tree of life, but we're also kind of going to do a little recap of last week and then also kind of compare life between the tree of the knowledge of good and evil versus life in the tree of life. So when we judge ourselves, talking about last week, talking about knowledge of good and evil, when we judge ourselves, when we judge others, when we judge churches, or when we play the victim, and when we blame others, or when we think that we get closer to God by doing more religious stuff and by following rules, that's all tree of the knowledge of good and evil type of living. Like that's consuming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what that brings about is death. Like the trick of the enemy, the lie of the enemy, is that he would get us to think that we're gaining something when we're consuming from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and living in that kind of judgmental way, but it's actually taking life away from us. 
the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, um, it isn't a fruit like, like we covered that last week, like it's not an apple, like it's not an actual fruit that we take a bite out of, like it's not a fruit that Eve and Adam took a bite out of, but it is an idea. It is a perspective that they began to consume and that became a part of them and they began to live that out. It's not a piece of fruit literally. It is figuratively a fruit that we consume. Literally, this is what it is. Like I said before, it's a philosophy. It's an idea that we pattern our lives after, and in doing so, we consume it, and it becomes a toxic part of who we are. And it's such an unfortunate thing because it's not the life that God intended for us to live. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil causes us to misplace our faith and put it into ourselves instead of putting our faith in Jesus. And by doing so, we miss out on those benefits of salvation that I mentioned a moment ago. It's a tragic thing. The abundant life that Jesus desires for us to live here on the earth today is only available to us if we consume from the tree of life. And today I'm going to talk about that. But here's the deal with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. One more thing is that we feel like we're doing the right things. Like we feel like when we're living out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we feel like we're doing the right things, but it's actually coming from the wrong place. Like it's good to read our Bible and to worship and to go to church and to do the right thing. But when that's motivated by pride, when that's motivated by trying to earn our salvation, that's when it becomes toxic. But when our motivation is having a relationship with God and drawing closer to God and knowing Jesus on a personal level, when it comes from that place in our hearts, then that's when we're consuming from the tree of life and it becomes life to us. It's life giving instead of life taking. Now, here's the truth of the matter. Once we began to shift our perspective and live life the way that God intended for us to live and we're consuming from the tree of life, the temptation to swing back to that old way of living and to live out the tree of knowledge of good and evil and to consume that fruit, the temptation to do that will come. The temptation to do that will be there. But here's what happens. The Holy Spirit reminds us and the Holy Spirit speaks to us and reminds us about the way of life and reminds us to not consume from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When we feel like we want to be judgmental, when we feel like we want to be work-based with our relationship with God, the Holy Spirit reminds us, no, it's about what Jesus has already done, not about what you you can or cannot do, the Holy Spirit reminds us how we can consume from the tree of life. But guess what? The choice is ours, whether we're going to heed to the Holy Spirit's prompting or whether we're going to do things our way and consume from that deadly tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's our decision to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit or to reject him. Amen. 
In Psalms 119, verse 105, it says this. Now, I love this scripture. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word, God's word, the Bible is a lamp unto my feet and it is a light unto my path. Consuming from the tree of life or having a tree of life perspective is having a deep understanding that the Bible, the word of God is not a book that's filled with a bunch of rules that restrict us and it's not filled with a, with a bunch of rules that makes us better than anyone else, all right? When we consume from the tree of life, we understand that the word of God is not a book that is filled with things that make us better than our neighbor, that makes us kind of stand up taller than everyone else. We understand that the Bible is not a book that's just filled with a bunch of rules that we need to follow. But the tree of life thinking understands that the Bible is God's word for us. The Bible is God's word to us and literally for us, and it protects us. And the word of God helps us to live an abundant and a thriving life. Like there are rules in the Bible, but when we're consuming from a tree of life, we don't see those rules as restrictive. We see those rules as protective, like they're guidelines. They help us to live life the right way. They help us to enjoy life. They protect us from things that harm us and from things that are bad for us. Now, the only way to gain that way of thinking and the only way to consume from the tree of life is to do life his way, is to do life God's way. And that's what this ministry is based upon, is doing life God's way and being able to live the abundant life that Jesus died for us to live. And we have to have, the only way to experience that is to have a true personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And a big part of that is knowing his word, is knowing the Bible, knowing the word of God, and being able to read and study and see how much Jesus is revealed to us through scripture. God's word was never meant to be burdensome to us. God's word was never meant to be a heavy burden on us, but his word, the Bible, is an open invitation to us to draw nearer to God, to be closer to God. John 17 verse 3 says this, and this is eternal life, that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Like that's eternal life. Eternal life isn't about knowing theology and knowing about God and knowing about Jesus and being able to answer the difficult questions. But no, this is eternal life. It is knowing God through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Like it's a perspective shift. First John 4.10 says this, this is love, 
Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Like, like it's not about what we're able and capable of doing when it comes to this tree of life living. When we live out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then we base our salvation off of what we can and cannot do and how much we can strive to get closer to God. But this is the truth of the matter, that our walk with God, our relationship with God is not based upon what we can or cannot do. The Bible tells us that God first loved us, that while we were far from him, he loved us, that while we were sinners, he loved us, that while we were in the act of sinning, he still loved us. This is love, not that we have loved God, but that he has first loved us. The old song would say, oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. Like that's truly what our walk with God is really about, that God desperately wants to have a relationship with us, that God desperately wants to have a relationship with you. He created us for relationship. Yes, relationship with each other, but also relationship with him, that we are friends of God, that we are sons and daughters of God. So God wants to have a relationship with us, desperately wants to have a relationship with us. And he is consistently and continually inviting us to be with him. Like he is continually and consistently inviting us to be in relationship with him. God so deeply loves us that he gave us his one and only son, Jesus, that we might believe in him in order to gain eternal life with God the Father in heaven. Like he sent his son, Jesus, that we just may believe in him. Like not even a guarantee. Like there's many of us who reject God, who reject Christ, who reject the word of God. But God still sent his son, Jesus, so that we might have a relationship with him and that we might believe in him so that we can gain salvation. Like that's how much God loves us. That's how much God loves us. Living out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is frustrating and it is exhausting, but Jesus invites us to stop and to rest. Jesus invites us to stop living that old life and to rest in who he is by doing life his way. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, it says this, and this is one of my favorite scriptures in, in, in the Bible. It says, come to me. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Like, has your walk with God felt burdensome? Has your walk with God felt frustrating? Has it been something heavy to you? Has it been more of an obligation than a delight? Then I'm telling you that Jesus is inviting you to stop living life that way and to come into a true relationship with him and find rest for your soul when you do that. Like living for God should be refreshing. Living for God should be a life of joy, a life of peace, even though all that may surpass our understanding, even though we may be going through a tough time or through a tough season. But Jesus always is inviting us to rest in him. The tree of knowledge of good and evil puts an impossible burden on us to earn the status of holiness or to earn the status of righteousness so that we can be closer to God. Like living life out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, um, it's trying to get us to think that we have to become right, that we have to become holy in order to become close to God. But the tree of life living lightens our burden and God makes himself available to us that we may draw nearer to him. Like it's a perspective shift that living life out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil means that I have to get right, that I have to be holy in order to be close to God. But tree of life living, we understand that God is near to us. And as we draw closer to him, then we become holy. Like, like understand that God still cares about holiness. Amen? Like God still cares about right living, like living right. But holiness doesn't bring us closer to God. Being holy and being righteous doesn't bring us closer to God. Being closer to God makes us holy. Being closer to God makes us more like him. Being closer to God makes us holy and makes us righteous. So so what is holiness? I'm going to talk about this. Holiness is to be pure, is to be innocent, is to be godly. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Jesus says this, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Some translations say, Be holy as your heavenly Father is holy. Like it seems impossible. Like how can I be perfect? How can I be holy? How can I do the right thing? How can I be like God? I love this passage from Psalms 34, verse 5, and it says this, those who look to him, those who look to God are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Like those who look to God, Those who draw near to God, those who are focused on who God is and being in relationship with him, they are radiant. They are holy. Like when we look to him, we begin to reflect him. We become radiant and our faces shall never be ashamed. They look to God. 
They have closeness with God and they are changed. Like being close to God is what changes us, not us changing in order to become close to God. This is what Isaiah wrote in Isaiah chapter six, verses five through seven. And it's this vision that he receives from God. And Isaiah says, woe is me. He's in the presence of God. And he writes, woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the angels flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. Like he's in the presence of God. He didn't change and then get into the presence of God. He got into the presence of God and then he was changed. He got close to the throne of God and then he was cleansed. And then he was purified. And then he was made holy. When he got close to God, then his sins were atoned for. Like I want to be close to God. Because that's what changes me. I don't change me. There's no way that I can earn a right relationship with God. But when I draw near to him, he's receptive to me. When Jesus is revealed to me in scripture and through times of worship and through godly community, when I'm close to God in that kind of way and his character and his attributes are revealed to me, he begins to change me. I don't change myself. God changes me. I don't cleanse myself. God cleanses me. So there's a few reasons why holiness is so important. And there are some benefits to holiness. And holiness is a conduit to God's power. Like, like to be holy is to have access to God's power. To be close to God is to have access to God's power working in and through me. Jesus um, quoted this in Luke chapter four, verse 18 and 19. I love this. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor and he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. He has set to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Like to be in God's presence is to begin to reflect God and then God's power can work in us and work through us. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says this, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. God's holiness brings about God's power. So he saw that word 
anointing in Luke 4 and also right there in Acts chapter 10. And, and what does that mean? Like, like to be anointed is to have empowerment from God the Holy Spirit. To be operating in the anointing is to be operating in the power of God through his Holy Spirit. To be anointed is to be enabled and it is to be empowered to fulfill God's purpose in our lives individually. That's what it means to be anointed. In John chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. How is it that we can gain the anointing of God? How is it that we can gain the power of God in order to do what he's called each and every one of us to do individually? How, how do we do this? It's by remaining in Jesus having relationship with Jesus. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Apart from him, we have no fruit in our lives, no godly fruit in our lives. But when we remain connected to the vine who is Jesus, that is how we receive his power and we're enabled to live the life that he's called us to live. That's how we're enabled and empowered to do what God's called us to do individually and even corporately as the capital C church. So God's holiness brings about God's power. This is all what it's about living in the tree of life. The second thing I want to talk about here is that God's holiness results in freedom. Like God's holiness results in our freedom. Psalms 37 Verse 23 and 24 says this, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Like we're not going to be perfect, but we're not going to stay in that state of fallenness when we're living out of the tree of life. When we're living out of the tree of life, we understand that our focus is on knowing God and remaining connected to the vine. And the reality is though we are connected to God, we are still imperfect human beings. Like, amen? Like we're still imperfect even though we're connected and we are in right relationship with God. But here's the deal. We will sin. We will fall. We will stumble, but when we mess up, if we have the tree of life perspective, we run to God. We run towards God and we receive his forgiveness and we get back up, staying connected to the vine who is Jesus Christ. Like we see the difference there. When we're living out of the tree of life, we may stumble, we may fall, we may sin, but we run towards God. But with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil perspective, we wallow in that shame. We wallow in that shame and we play the victim and we disconnect ourselves from God until we feel like we've gotten ourselves back together 
and were worthy enough to come back to God. Like that's what Adam and Eve did. When they sinned, when they fell short of God's standard, they ran away. Like they hid from God and they tried to cover themselves. Like they felt shame, they felt guilt, they felt impurity. But when we live out of the tree of life, we run towards God and we come to God for cleansing. We come to God for forgiveness. The difference between the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We can try to put ourselves back together or we can let God put us back together. Like he created us so he can put us back together. He can fix us. He can cleanse us. He can make us right We cannot do that for ourselves. If God created us, then we need to run to him in order to fix us when we experience brokenness and when we experience failure in our lives. God created us, so we need to let him restore us. God created us, so we need to let him fix us. Amen? God created us, so we need to let him clean us. He is the creator, and I believe with all my heart that he takes care of his creation. Amen? So this is freedom. Like, this is living out the tree of life. Like, that's what that means. Like, we can hear the word holy and holiness, and we can think restriction. We can think appearance. And all of a sudden, we've taken the key to freedom, and we use it to bind ourselves and to bind others. Like God's holiness brings freedom to our lives. But when we mess up in our minds what holiness is, and we take the knowledge of good and evil perspective with holiness, then we use the key to freedom to bind ourselves instead of setting ourselves Free. And we also use it to try to do the same to other people. We'll use holiness to try to bind them instead of setting them free. And what should break chains, we pervert it. And we use it to lock ourselves and others into a jail cell of religion. Like what a sad way to live that we would see holiness as a key to lock ourselves into a jail cell. When Jesus came to use holiness to bring about freedom in our lives, living in freedom and living the abundant life, doing life God's way changes the way we live and it changes the way we think about every part of our lives. When you're living in the tree of life, your focus is on serving. When you're living in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, your focus is on criticizing. Like we live in such a critical world today. Like we want to point fingers at everyone else and say why everyone else is wrong instead of celebrating 
we criticize. We criticize churches. We criticize political leaders. We criticize people that we're in relationship with. Like we just want to criticize everything in our culture today. And that's living life out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it's demonic and it's oppressive and it's deadly. But to live in freedom and to live in the tree of life, we're not focused on criticizing. We're focused on serving. Like, that's our focus. Like, how can we serve? How can we love? How can we be of an encouragement to the people around us? Like, I don't want to be the one on social media pointing my finger at people and saying how wrong everyone else is and how right I am. No, I want to be the person who's lifting up others, who's encouraging others, and who's using my time to do the work of God. Like, that's what I want to do. When you're living out of the tree of life, reading the Bible, praying, worshiping, serving is something that we get to do. But when we're living our life and walking our faith out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all of those things are things that we have to do. Like we don't see those as a delight. We don't see those things as something I get to do, but we see it as something that I have to do so that I can please God, so that I can make it to heaven, so that I can look like I'm doing the right thing, so that I can be perfect, so I can feel good about myself. None it's about having a relationship with Jesus. Reading my Bible worshiping, being a part of godly community in a local church, serving, all those things are things that I get to do. And it's how Jesus is revealed to me and it's how I can reflect God to others. Like it's something that we get to do, not something that we have to do. In the tree of life, we run to God for restoration. We run to God for restoration when we mess up. But when we're living life out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we try to fix ourselves and we try to fix others before we go to God. Like it's such a bad perspective. So how do we live the way that God intended us to live in the tree of life and avoid living life in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's done through relationship with God, with the goal of getting to know God personally through his word, through prayer, and through worship. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 7, it says this, you are no longer slaves. Like living life out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we're slaves. We're either a slave to sin or we're a slave to the law. And what God meant to bring freedom to our lives, we use it to bring oppression to our lives and to the lives of others. But the Apostle Paul reminds us and he says, you are no longer slaves. You are no longer slaves, but you are God's child. You are a son or a daughter of the Most High God. And since you are his child, you have been made an heir. Like we're heirs to the kingdom of God. By recognizing that there are two perspectives, we can choose from the tree of life 
or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. One brings life and still the other brings death. The tree of life brings life. It's life-giving. It's freedom in Jesus Christ. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it brings about death and it brings about oppression. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 says this, this day I call to the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that you have set before you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Like he's saying, like I've set before you two options, life and death. Now choose life. It's an open book test right there. A or B, choose life. In order to choose life, we have to make that choice daily. We have to make that choice momentarily. Like we have to make that choice consistently in our lives. That no, I'm not going to live life out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but I'm going to live my life based out of the tree of life. And we must daily renew our minds and choose to do life God's way. Romans 12, 2 says this, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Like God, transform my mind. Like God, I surrender my will and my way for your will and your way. Change me, oh God. Like change the way that I think. I consciously surrender my way of thinking to you. It's a prayer to pray. Philippians 4.8, Paul writes, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and admirable. If anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Like that's abundant life living right there. That I'm making the choice on what I think. That I'm going to think about things that are godly. I'm going to think about things that are true to God's word. No longer am I going to just have my own will and my own way just running crazy out there, but now I submit my will and my way to you, oh God. This is life, his way. That we can choose our thoughts by rebuking negative thoughts that come to mind. And when those negative thoughts come back, we rebuke them again. And when they come back again, we rebuke them again and again and again. And all of a sudden, that muscle becomes stronger. That mental muscle, that spiritual muscle of rebuking negative thoughts, rebuking demonic thoughts, rebuking thoughts that come from the knowledge of good and evil, 
rebuking those thoughts becomes easier to do the more we do it. It's saying, Holy Spirit, make me aware of my thought pattern. Make me aware of my perception. Make me aware of my will and my way. And help me, oh God, to say yes to your will and to your way. My identity is that I am a child of God, all right? This is living life in the tree of life. All right, I try to keep these episodes 25 to 30 minutes. I'm not sure what my time looks like right now, but I feel like I'm going over. But, but I want to end it with this thought. This is living life in the tree of life. That my identity is that I am a child of God. I'm an imperfect child, but nonetheless, I am a child of God. And God never lets me go. And he helps me in my weakness. And he restores me in my brokenness. And I'm going to live life out of that perspective in the tree of life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back next week. We'll be shifting gears. I just wanted to set the foundation for what Life His Way is about in these first three episodes. Next week, I want to talk about light in the darkness and kind of how I made it through some of the toughest seasons in my life. And I hope that you will join me for that. Same time, same place. God bless you from one child to another.